0: Okay vibe Hello oh Oh, shit! <laughs> it's
1: about to go down. About to go down. Hold on a second. Let me let me get a little situated. Give me give me one second. No, okay? Go ahead.
0: Get comfortable. Get comfortable. All
1: right. Hold on one second. Let me, um, hopefully my dogs will be nice and quiet. <laughs>
0: if not, you know it's okay. You know I've had um, canine interruptions before, which I wouldn't even say it's an interruption. It just adds flavor, you know, to the audio. <laughs>
1: Um, I'm gonna turn this heater off. Hold on. Sorry, guys. No heat for a little bit.
0: Oh no! Am I witnessing animal cruelty? Yep. Oh <laughs>
1: hell no! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. He okay, so I'll call the Humane Society right no, now. No, don't do it, man. It's my babies. That's all. I, <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the OK Vibes Podcast. It is I, your host, Justine Moni, back at you to get in to another blog post from the OK Vibes blog located at OKVibes.wordpress.com. And I am just a little extra hyped on this particular episode because I have a special treat for y'all. Because I have a special guest for y'all today and you got to hear just a little bit of our... um I don't want to say pregame, but <laughs> a little we got you know little workup, you know little schematic figuring outing and whatnot in the intro. You got to hear there from our guest to be, which I will announce later who it is, because you know we got to give them a proper intro and all. You know what I'm saying? However, I would like to first get into reading you the blog post that this particular episode is based off of before we get into part one of this conversation with my special guest. Because yes, this is a two-parter episode, y'all. And trust me, I'm sure you're going to like it. You're going to appreciate every single word. Well, maybe not every single word, but (laughs) the conversation as a whole, I'm pretty sure you're going to get something out of it. But without further ado, let us get into the blog post that was published on the OK Vibes blog on March 21st, 2022, titled Marriage is Dead. Marriage is dead. The idea behind the death of marriage has been fueled by several articles released over the years regarding the decline of marriages in the USA. I'm a bit surprised since I assumed a wedding boom would occur after the legalization of same-sex marriage. Seems like getting married is out of style, as proven by celebrities like Rihanna, who is expecting her first child with her partner, ASAP Rocky. The baby in the baby carriage is coming before the wedding band exchanges. Also, more women are becoming single mothers by choice, like Amara La Negra. In episode 37, Pregnant With No Ring of her podcast, Exactly Amara, she asked, Do you have to get married legally to have a successful relationship? Marriage doesn't equal undying love, as proven with the Yay versus Kim K. dumpster fire. Being a couple takes a lot of time, energy, and care. It's rare for us to witness a long-lasting, healthy, trustworthy union where every party is satisfied overall. As I'm still getting in touch with myself, I've realized that I don't want to remarry, though I was recently engaged. I've been divorced from the father of my children for nearly 15 years. During half of that time, I'd hoped to be remarried again, thinking that if I was— I'd have redeemed myself from my divorce while showing my ex-husband that I was capable of having a spouse that was better than him. It was also a false act of self-preservation since I felt like my divorce was an F on my life report card. If I was able to remarry, then surely I would prove to myself and others that I was worthy of that level of love and commitment. I was a prize after all. Thankfully, I realized that I don't need a new marriage for redemption or value measurement. I need to continue showing love to my authentic self and striving towards building the life that suits me. That life does not require having a life partner. I don't need that type of love to thrive, let alone a legal binding. I have more self-exploration to do, which is a solo mission. Happiness is an inside job. William Arthur Ward I could change my mind, but I doubt it. I enjoy the freedom that accompanies singledom, and I'm looking forward to having an empty nest within the next two years. Emptiness equals less stress. You never know. Maybe my one is out there, waiting for my best self to show up, not holding my breath. So I will say, since I published that blog post... I still am figuring out whether or not a long-term commitment in a romantic sense is really even for me because of, again, just my track record thus far. You know, that's something I'm still working with with myself to really nail down to say, hey, this is which way I'm swinging when it comes to this. And am I really open to possibly getting married again? You know, even though, again, I... I no. <laughs> I guess you could tell by my stumbling of words that I'm not really, you know, I'm still not keen on the idea, which is all right. And there is someone who seems to not exactly be on the same page with me, but they're definitely not looking forward to uh, running to the altar anytime in this lifetime. Who am I talking about? I am talking about my special guest, who is the author of Multi-Monogamous, Three Fiances Later and the host of two podcasts, Normal LOL and Multi Monogamous. Without further ado, I would like to introduce my first time special guest, Elrico Ghost Ramon. It is time to get into part one of our conversation about the death of marriage. Let's get into it. All right. Well, I have ghosts here. Ghosts are, uh, you know, we've got to get into this whole thing about marriage and why. I mean, essentially, what well, I'm saying marriage is dead, even though I mean it in a literal sense. But, you know, uh, you can highly speak to how things have changed. So, mm, you know, mm, what is your mm. whole perspective on the landscape as far as marriage goes and, you know, all these different types of relationships we're seeing people being open and out about now?
1: yeah well, well first and foremost thank you for having me on your show Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah i just want the audience and i just want the audience to know that you are super dope and we just j- just be pre- just be prepared because we we've had conversations pre this you know convo or interview whatever you want to call it and we been yep. all over yes, the place so so y'all got to try to hang with us y'all need to hang <laughs> with us <laughs> We gotta be do all like over to say, the place. You're
0: super dope too. Okay. <laughs> like face one and no one, I guess, you know.
1: I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. So I would say um off the top, I was I my 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 first perspective on marriage today is that um it's it, you know I don't want to say it's changing drastically, but it's changing as it should be because so like this is just an example. Like I brought up this perspective like um, maybe a few weeks ago in a conversation and I was like, you know it's interesting interesting that as an individual, there's this expectation for us to evolve right to 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 make changes and adjustments and those adjustments can you know sometimes center around certain variables like, Um, healing you know getting through those those traumas Mm -hmm. uh, chakra work as we talked about before shadow work you know there's all these things you know regarding our own individual evolutions but when it comes to companionship and how we exist in you know various types of relationships it's like not it's like doesn't it 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 doesn't move much it's not a lot of change you know society kind of You know, we have this system and society dictates like this is how it's supposed to be based off of conditioning or indoctrination, whatever you want to call it. So um, I, I would say marriage is changing. And I think one of the reasons there's a lot of reasons and I can't even begin to give all of them, but I would say one of the reasons is because you know when it comes to humanity shifts always have happened you know there's always a changing of the guards regarding various civilizations you know you had um you know you had ice ages and stuff like that you had other ages where you know there's this you know th- this wiping out of humanity or you have again, you know, different superpowers, you know, geopolitical superpowers that are changing the hands. And then with changing those hands, those systems change. And, you know, based upon technology, even based upon, you know, COVID, for example, you can see like different things changing in society. And, you know, don't even get me started on the millennials or those younger than them. They definitely are like, We don't agree with nothing that y'all do traditionally.
0: And I love it. I really love it. Right. I love it because it's like, this is how it should be. Y'all should be able to be able to say this system is not right. Here are the flaws. I'm not playing this whole one size fits all shit. Like, yeah, I love it. I love that they're open about it and they're really fighting for it.
1: I do. I do too, you know. And, you know, I I, I like to believe those of us, you know, in a a certain range of age, like uh, maybe if you want to call us uh, the 80s babies, maybe. Um, I, I, I think I we're part of the Oregon
0: Trail generation. <laughs> I <laughs> saw Trail. somebody say that, and I was like, "Yes, bitch! I remember." <laughs> okay, yes, absolutely. The yes. Oregon
1: Trail. I got. Now I got to look up what the Oregon Trail generation really means.
0: <laughs> what you never played Oregon Trail? Maybe you're not as old as me. I don't know.
1: <laughs> no, I think I think I'm older than you, actually.
0: Then how the hell you don't know about Oregon Trail? I don't, I don't remember <laughs> Oregon.
1: Okay, okay, all right. Okay. That See, is this, that it,
0: game where you were where we... basically set in, like, the olden times or something, and you had, like, the covered wagon situation, and it was, like, this 8-bit game. And you. I only played it at school. It was on, like, the old Mac computers or whatever the hell they had back in the uh-huh. school times when you were in school, you know, and you could end up getting dysentery or you know somebody cat your cow or your horse dies or something it was kind of a stressful game for a child to play in elementary school
1: what i didn't even i, I got my internet up and i'm on google and i'm like <laughs> how did i i didn't even
0: how did i miss i never <laughs> i never
1: seen this before
0: yes the oregon trail man. what it's or real. i don't know maybe you can say we are the the original for real literal mixtape generation cuz you know okay, I'll take those that. cassette tapes in and I'll really waiting on the radio to get our song right, hoping yeah. the DJ didn't talk over the damn song. Gosh, that was pissing you off. <laughs>
1: I'll take that. I'll take that. I'm definitely, definitely the the cassette tape mixtape, uh, fluffy um, um, headphone piece or whatever. You know, like the little cushion thing that would go over. Yeah, the, the
0: little cushions, <laughs> the little cheap cushion, always tearing off and everything. Yes, <laughs> yeah, get all dirty. Yeah, yeah, yes.
1: So, yeah, you know, coming coming from that generation, like, I believe that, you know, um, I believe like we're kind of, you know, I like to believe that we are that bridge between them and their their ability to be flexible about how they see reality as it pertains to a number of things, um, companionship especially, because I don't feel like we're as harsh as our older generations were on us, you know? They
0: Absolutely. Were
1: more strict, but I think because of I think because of technology social media obviously has played an enormous role in the advancement of you know humans today so I, I think yeah. that you know b- you know between those variables I think that um yeah they 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 got it I think they have it right uh maybe maybe because they might <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> they, they go because you know they you know sometimes like, when you think about the pendulums pendulum swing or whatever, you know it's like does it swing all the way extreme to another end like i don't know what they mm-hmm. might want to do with like <laughs> you know what i'm saying so
0: well yeah because you know there there's levels to everything and one thing i am seeing especially when it comes to um the trans movement i feel yeah. like there are people who don't take it seriously so apparently there are people that are like i'm transplant like they identify as i mm-hmm. guess as a fucking potted plant or something like okay y'all are playing here Like, this is not what this is about, okay? I'm going to need you to, like, not do that. There are people's lives really at stake here that are truly the definition of being a transhuman being. Like, let's not go around talking about I feel like a fucking tulip today, okay? That's not what this is about.
1: You know, I'm glad you brought that up because I've I've, I've talked about this before, too, quite a number of times, or posted about it, like, this whole thing. I have a love-hate relationship with... You know, these labels and words and categories, right? Because, like, on one end, so you know, speaking from an experience, like, I remember when I started coming across, you know, different labels and categories within the realm of like polyamory, for example, right? And I was like, pretty hype about it because I was like, well, dang, like, this actually matches what I've been trying to explain, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Mm, So, nice. Like,
0: finally, the language is
1: here, right? You know, so it's like that's the beauty in it is that you know, you can find your tribe for lack of words, you can find your community and you know, people that you align with. Um, on the other end of things, it's like these words they they box you in, and a lot of these words like will shackle you and have you, you know, abiding by somebody else's morals and ethics. It's almost like you regurgitate somebody else's principles within, within this box, this label, this category. And you know, that's what I, that's what I don't like about the categories and words. It's like, why do you guys even need all these, why y'all need all these words and these right groups? No, like... you're right.
0: It gets to the point where it's just, <clears throat> it's just extra. It's it's a lot. And then I'll tell anybody, because I identify as being a queer person, or I like to even say, yeah, at this point, the alphabet people, because damn, seem like another letter gets added on. And I'm (laughs) like, how can you expect anybody to take the movement seriously when y'all don't even seem to be presented as serious? Okay, when you're like, okay, now everybody's got to memorize all these letters and what they stand for and then yeah. there's subgenres of the genre and then sub sub subgenre of the subgenre it's just like y'all you yeah. can't expect anybody to try to be open and really understand and get on board if you're making it that damn difficult to understand
1: right yeah i don't i don't yeah i don't like that and I, and to your point yeah I, I think that's where it gets extreme and it's like it's almost like, you know, okay, I see, So you know, like it makes me think of my niece, for example, and I'm not like taking shots at her or whatever, but you know, she started kind of subscribing to a lot of different categories and labels and stuff like that. And I kind of was, I was able to understand how, like traditionally, or from a conditioned point of view, like we only had a, a select few ways of finding, tribes and aligning with certain people or whatever so it was like no we need we need more so that we can really find out who we are so i kind of like i under, i kind of was able to understand like you know why all the labels and groups you know kind of came along but it's like you know just as much as you wanted to just you know from a polarity point of view just as much as you want to mm, condemn a, a generation of what they did or did not do right it's like you're doing the same thing also to other people mm, by true true you see what i'm saying like you're doing the same thing that they were doing you know different you know so yeah it's it's, it's weird and, and i do hope that they are able to continue to to navigate those waters well and find that balance because you know i'm i'm, I'm out of that i'm out of that part of the conversation.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I hear you, I hear you. My eldest is non-binary. So I had to learn more about, okay, what is being non-binary to you? Even though I know the definition, but what is it to you? Because again, this could be different for everybody. Like maybe you are more fluid in your definition and how you want to present and identify. And at the same time, uh, my eldest is also mostly, I would say female presenting so then there's that struggle with um uh pronouns sometimes Mm -hmm. you know and um then on top of that they also are attracted they are female but attracted to females as well so it's just all these different things and then at the same time aromantic and all these things so i had to learn more about all these things so here come all these labels and me having to get more educated about it you know so it's just not like super cut and dry sometimes. <laughs> so like I say you could be under this category, but then there's this and this and this and this. Yeah. And understanding what that means and how that um what's what's that shape like um yeah. amongst an individual, you know, because it's different for everybody.
1: It is, it is. And you know, like, you know, it, you know what also makes me think about? It, it makes me think about like my humble beginning entrance into dismantling, like, you know, uh, <clears throat> words and labels, you know, and that came around 20, Hmm. What was that? Like 20, 2014, I think, I think about 2014. Right. And around that time I had gone through a lot, a lot, lot, you know, regarding mental and spiritual challenges. And I found myself like really like, um, I guess on the way up for lack of words, as far as like getting stronger and, and able to really connect to myself and the world, I found myself redefining myself and part of redefining myself, for example, from a, you know, aesthetic point of view was like I started wearing fingernail polish and I didn't put fingernail polish. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> what color?
0: What color? What color was with?
1: It was generally, <laughs> I rotated between three. It was either black, Burgundy, which is my favorite color, um, don't, don't judge me. I love burgundy. <laughs> I
0: no, actually, when it comes to not to get too off the top, and when, when it comes to shades of red, like burgundy yeah. is my favorite, and then probably yeah. like crimson, like the darker reds. I never liked like the cherry red and all that, But yeah. continue,
1: <laughs> yeah, bur- yeah. Burgundy is, um, I, I don't know what it is, classic. But it's just, it it's is, classic. And, and you know, what I mean, you know, I, I guess you know, like you, like I told you, I'm sassy, so I'll try to yeah you know, I, I like to say I'm I'm royal, and burgundy is that part of that royalty range of colors. Burgundy, purple, you know, gold. Stuff yeah. Like that.
0: <laughs> so That's
1: right, black... you gotta
0: own, you gotta own your majesty.
1: <laughs> right, right. Yes. So the colors were black, burgundy, and um, and dark blue. Um, and I wouldn't actually wouldn't wear the polish on all ten fingernails. I would do hmm. two. It would do two on one hand, and um. And two on the other hand, you know. And people would would often ask like, what does it mean? And and my my definition for that was it's it's liberation. It's my way of saying, I am I am a male, I am a male, I am a man, and it's okay. Mm -hmm. Like I want to it it was me, it was me breaking down a wall and a barrier, right?
0: Yes, you were defining what it was to be a man for you as opposed to society telling you what a man should look like.
1: Right, right.
0: Yes, I love that. I love that.
1: So So, so, you know, to coincide with that, I didn't, but I didn't need a, I didn't need a word. I didn't need a, I didn't need to be a part of a group or or I didn't need to be under a certain label to define myself. Like that was, that was enough. It was, it was that that particular look that was enough. I wasn't looking to be a part of any group or in particular, that's just never been my thing anyways. But that's, that's like, I guess, you know, an example of what I mean by like, you just you don't need so so many words labels and category this that's just my personal opinion like you can just really be yourself because at the end of the day like we're just these spiritual beings you know having a a human experience and um we're 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 malleable like we're you know malleable there's a there's a give and take and balance of life and you could be this today and this tomorrow and you you know you when you when you subscribe too much to a, to a certain thing or whatever, it becomes who you are. And It's like no, try to make these things a part of who you are, as opposed to like this is who you are. Like this is a piece of who you are because ten years ten years from now you may be somebody totally different, you know. So absolutely,
0: so yeah. this is super true, and you know th- this makes me think of one of the other struggles I have for so long. Um, particularly in my youth, <laughs> was, you know, being black, you know, my blackness, because yes. I feel like it was also always challenged because, you know, that whole thing about one type of person or people from a group, it's like they're a monolith and people not realizing, hey, man, just mm-hmm. because I don't subscribe to what y'all <laughs> consider as like a stereotypical black female, mm-hmm. you know, with like the ratchet hood type stuff. You know, I, like, why <laughs> right. can't I be a blurred? You know, why can't I lean into that and do that? Like, what is wrong with me enjoying Linkin Park? You know what I mm. mean? But things like that, I would get mm-hmm. put, you know, I would get pushback on from people that looked like me. So it was very hurtful and made me think, damn, am I really like not black enough? And, you know, questioning that. And then later, thankfully, you know, as I learn to lean more into myself and do other research and find out, oh, there's other people that look like me that are also kind of quote unquote alt black, yeah. <laughs> so to speak. Like, there's nothing wrong with me, and that's fine. Like, I can still sit here and you know, ba- you know, bob my head to DMX, but I can mm-hmm. also sit here and do a little air guitar if I want to, to mm-hmm. like corn or something. I can do that, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's just part of being me.
1: Let Let me ask you. Um... When when you was because I kinda you know, when I was a kid, I know you said that you were um a military kid or a military brat also, yes, right? I was. So I had I had those phases too, like being um in elementary school, for example. This was like right on the um not the heels, but um, you know, on, on the, the the beginning moments of hip hop, you know, basically. And it wasn't really widespread yet so you know for radio <clears throat> we had um you know a pop we had rock you know we had a uh, poison nelson uh, nirvana <laughs> metallica right, right. aerosmith and um and when when you're in the military uh you know, as, as a military kid you generally are around um know it's it's pretty multicultural so what i'm asking you is when you were going through those phases were you going to civilian schools or were you actually going through those phases on military bases, also just curious well
0: by the time my parents split up um Mm -hmm. i was pretty much primarily raised by my mom and so at that point my mom she pretty much did her minimum time in the military and got out my dad committed to like 20 years So since I was primarily with my mom, um, I was in civilian society at that point. And a lot of the places Mm. I lived, Mm -hmm. um, it was predominantly white. You know, the only time that I, you know, wasn't around people that I would say is predominantly white is the times during my childhood where I lived down south. Um, it was kind of a mix, but that's where I got most of the heat, too. It was like, south, south. What? Yeah. yeah, like, how do you, you know, you're not into this, and you're not into this, you know, from what I wore, because I wasn't trying to wear the Butter Tims and stuff. Like, I just wasn't <laughs> into it. You know, I was getting judged, man. I was right, getting right. judged. Like, why you don't have a Fat Farm t-shirt or something? Like, I don't know. I'm not into that. Leave me alone. You know what I mean? right. Like, it was just it was a lot it was it was stressful oh, it was stressful for me and you know really contributed to my low self-esteem
1: oh <laughs> no definitely it, it, was,
0: it was wild
1: yeah yeah that that I, I will say that yeah it was definitely a luxury um being on those military bases because i didn't i don't i don't think <laughs> ironic you say the south because yeah and it, and it actually wasn't bad they didn't I'm getting to it, <laughs> but it wasn't bad as far as like uh, the comments. But yeah, when it came to me being measured or judged, you know, based upon how I speak, you know, and articulate things, yes, dress whatever. I would
0: get caught for too. Yeah. You talk like a white girl. <laughs>
1: Right, right, yeah.
0: All the time. Oh, yeah. Like, no, what does they, that even mean?
1: They they would they would <laughs> call me proper. Oh yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. But it but when it happened though, it was honestly it was around my cousins, and my cousins are from Louisiana also. So they were the ones they wouldn't tease me, but they were the ones that let me know that you are different than us.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, oh yeah. My cousins were the same way, the yeah. same way. Like I so said, them, the kids at school. And of course, as I'm sure you realize later on, I'm like, do you realize you're basically saying you're trying to adopt and be proud of something that is not something to be proud of? Like, we all should strive to speak proper damn English if that's the, the language of the land. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. So, you know, it's just, it's thank goodness coming to those conclusions later. But at the time, it was just like, oh my gosh, like, I, oh my God, how am I going to make it? And, you right. know, it also affected when, you know, it came time for like middle school, high school, everybody's dating and pairing up, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn. <laughs> Nobody wants to fool with me like that, right, and I right. wonder if it's because they don't think I'm black enough or this and that. And I always like different types of people. Like I wasn't just like attracted to like black people. I always, you know, I like to think I'm a like an equal opportunity lover, so to speak. You know, yeah. so I was like, damn, why is nobody you know attracted? But I thought maybe that's part of what it was too. And I'm like, yeah. damn, what what is my dating future here? Nobody wants me. <laughs> you
1: know. You know, it's so interesting, like, um, just kind of adding to that, the uh, the ability to code switch um, yes. seems, seems to be, because oh, yes. I can, because, you know, I don't, I don't have like a quote unquote hood vernacular, obviously. <laughs> right, know, right, right. But, but I can, you know, I my slang is top notch. <laughs> you <know>? Okay, okay. <laughs> he's a
0: slang professor. So, he's, a,
1: he's a vernacular but, wizard. <laughs> so I, I found myself being you know slightly actually believed and I found my especially as I like you know got more into you know the cultural aspect of who I am you know you know as, as you and I have discussed a number of things I love you know di- deep diving into in ancient indigenous you know uh, stories and history and stuff like that and as I crossed those things I was like man i wish i talked like that <laughs> you know and oh, I, man you know or i wish that you know i didn't you know necessarily cuz I, I do admire those who don't code switch and who are just kind of like this is my authentic self whereas right, me is right. like i'm not going to lie to you my my authentic self is i grew up as a military kid i did not grow up in um uh, various regions or environments where the dialect was a certain way. Like I, my father was an officer. He made it to a very high ranking. <laughs> so right, <laughs> the higher the ranking, you know, your officer's ch- child, you are going to uh, behave and carry yourself a certain way. So I know, I know the right. audience is like, what is going on? Are they talking about marriage or what? <laughs> we get into it. We get into it.
0: All yeah. this stuff, people got to know like you as an individual, what you've been through, contributes yes. to all these things because yes. what's the whole idea of marriage is right to well we're gonna say on <laughs> for the sake of just trying to generalize and not get too deep on what marriage really is even though we're gonna get into that
1: yeah yeah two
0: yeah. people essentially the idea is becoming one
1: yes hmm yeah
0: so you can't negate the fact that, hey, there are individuals here and what those individuals have been through, you know, yeah. when you're talking about this. I mean, it all plays a factor into it. And why? Another reason why I think it's dead. <laughs>
1: it, 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 it plays a huge factor because, you know, and just basically you said it perfectly and expounding on what you said, like, that's what we're talking about. Like, we are having a conversation about conditioning and the power of conditioning, you know, and. And, and within that conversation, we're also talking about how a lot of people are eliminating conditioning and doing things their own way. And yes. of course, yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's, that's a, yeah. Just, just just hang with us. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this is all important, especially because I mean, I
0: am divorced. I mean, have been divorced a long time, yeah. but you know, thinking when I think about the things, well, for one thing, I was young and dumb and you know, the rest full of, <laughs> but. <laughs> At the time, you know the rest, but Yeah,
1: I know the rest.
0: (laughs) You know, I I was still just, I was still, I don't want to say a broken person, but I was very unknowledgeable of myself.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And being that I was that unknowledgeable, unhealed person, and then young, and then, you know, starting a family young, and, you know, Coupling or attempting to couple with somebody who essentially was not, you know, at their mature peak spiritually themselves mm-hmm. is kind of a situation that was bound to fail, so to speak, yeah. you know? Yeah. It did not work out.
1: Yeah. And here, and, and here I am with, uh, I, I, I don't have any divorces, but <laughs> <laughs> I do have three ex-fiance. So, Oh, yeah, that's what
0: I, uh... <laughs> I can't wait to read that book. I can't wait to read that book. You would do an audio book. But anyway, <laughs> I
1: know, I know, I know. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do the audio part. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, you know, just, um, and that, and that, and that, and that that's actually a, a good segue too, uh, as it pertains to like, like, w- like, what is this thing all about? Right. So, let's let's I'm, I'm gonna take i'm gonna take a little trip back right
0: take it back
1: i'm gonna take a little trip back right so you hold ha- on you <laughs> put your seatbelt on <laughs> <laughs> so you have um marriage contracts right showing up in old babylon and if you don't anybody who doesn't know what old babylon is it's basically it's Mesopotamia, Sumeria. It's pretty much what you know, where Israel and all that stuff is. I like guess that's it's in that area, or you call it maybe you can also call it East Africa too. You know, um, in some parts of Central Africa, but you have that in um, basically 1900 to the 1600 BCE. And and before I go further, like anybody that wants to investigate and do research on the stuff i strongly encourage you to to never ever take my words you yeah, know he
0: not that he's a liar yeah but, <laughs>
1: right
0: but yes every you should always fact check yeah
1: I mean, my always God. yeah always fact check always be willing you know do your own research yes. learn from
0: my mistakes right
1: <laughs> right <laughs> okay yeah so um so yeah so that's about a range you know and that's called the Nippur tablets. And then you have the pyramid text, which is, uh, they discuss marriage and different codes and laws and that, and that's around 23, they say 1750, 2350 uh, BCE, and I think you can find some of those hieroglyphs where it's uh, uh, inscribed as in like the pyramids of Saqqara, which is Lower Egypt, Giza, First Intermediate Period. And then you have also um, the, um, what's the laws, the Code of Hammurabi. Laws and codes of Hammurabi, which is 1750 BCE to 2100 BCE, and that's the first dynasty of Babylon. And <clears throat> it's really interesting because you see these various codes and laws for a, a lot of things, but in particular regarding marriage and relationships. And what I'm noticing, this is what I'm noticing, I'm not saying this is true, this is fact, but what I've, or rather what I've noticed is that. They had to create these codes and laws in order for the system to work, whatever civilization that was at the time. So Hammurabi is a Sumerian Babylonian um, system civilization, just like, you know, Egyptians and different dynasties or Kush, which is Ethiopia, stuff like that. They have their you know various systems and and um, civilizations and codes and stuff where they needed for what for what they needed that for. So I, you know I don't ultimately. I'm gonna add one more thing to that. I'm gonna add one more thing. The other thing that people gotta take into consideration regarding uh, these systems is you gotta take into consideration the Neolithic Age, which is also called. Um, to a degree, one might call that the agricultural revolution, which starts even, it seems like even earlier than that, um, as far as it's, its time range is concerned. And from an agricultural point of view, I'm also gathering in bits and pieces that the, the, the union, the institution May, may have been quote unquote needed so that people could get together and form, you know, these, um, you know, these unions, so that, so that uh, they they could attain more and, and live better lives and be able to, you know, really provide for their families or whatever. So, so there's that also, but I say all this stuff to say, ultimately that it's kind of weird. A little, it's a little strange to me because it. T- I I, I once heard somebody say the inception of civilization is is the dismantling of nature within Mm. humanity. And the reason why I bring that up is because when you start thinking about civilizations and then you start layering on top of civilizations all these doctrines and codes and laws and stuff like that, you, you basically fall right in line with this thing called control and manipulation. It's like mm. how we control and manipulate people to behave and act a certain way. Well, let's give them containers and these containers, they'll be you know, laws and codes and rules and how to carry yourself or whatever. And if you go outside of these containers it's called breaking the law. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah,
0: because your... um, <laughs> how many examples do we see of that these days?
1: Right, <laughs> right, you know? So um, one of the reasons why I like to, you know, dissect these things, again, is really for my own personal use. And I, and I really, I'm just passionate about where all these things start. Nevertheless, it's my way of also, when I'm sharing it, you know, especially in a divine moment like this with you and your audience, um, it's my way of wa- wanting people to know that, know the system that you're in and, and do, you know, understand that you know when we talk about a matrix when we talk about capitalism when we talk about colonialism when we talk about all these isms and stuff like that those two are containers and you know when you're wanting to you know when you're feeling uncomfortable about why you need to do things a certain way those are some questions you can ask yourself well is it because that I'm I'm, I'm attached to this system and that's why I feel like I can't be me and be authentic or whatever the yes. case may be that's that's why I, that's another reason why I think people are um, you know looking at marriage differently, and it's it, it's possibly dying out is because people are like. It's a new time. It's a new day. And what was going on in 2300 or in Rome or Greece, ain't they don't need to be going on anymore. So we're going to do relationships differently. So exactly.
0: So, yeah. And we're seeing, I mean, even just to make it, well, I don't want to say make it superficial, but, you know, yeah. when we see things with celebrities, you know, we know how some of that stuff is just hyped up and whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I feel like using that as an example to say, look at how we're seeing a lot more people are <laughs> having kids. Mm -hmm. before they're getting married now which was highly unusual when you're talking about celebrity couples it was always you know that whole thing about first comes marriage then the baby and the baby carriage but not Mm -hmm. not everybody putting the baby before the marriage or they might not even do the marriage at all yeah and i don't know if you're familiar with um kalani but Mm -hmm. i believe she, yeah yeah, her and her i don't know if they're partners or they just co-parent or something But they decided, hey, we just want to have a baby, but we don't need to be in a relationship. We don't need to get married, but we both want a child. And they agreed on that. And that's the the nature of their relationship. So that to me is saying um, we don't need to get married in order to have a child. We could just get together, have this conversation, lay out the plan and raise this child together and just co-parent.
1: That's beautiful, man. I I, I love it. I, I love I just I do. I love coming across all these unique styles of you know, engagement or participation because, like, that's, you know, and that's something else I say a lot to them. Like, there were there were never any rules. I mean, there were these, quote, unquote, rules that were given to you. But, you know, when it comes to nature, like, it's about balance. And, you know, that's Absolutely. what – I always go back to, like, like we are nature beings, whether you want to believe it or not, agree to it or not. Now, I'm, I know we're going into a whole cyborg era of life where people are getting more, becoming more robotic than, 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 no, than you I know, know man. Damn. <laughs> when earthly you become beings.
0: the machine. Mm. <laughs>
1: right. Yes. But, like, yeah, man, I love seeing, like, these different styles of companionship. And, and to go along with what you were saying, too, like, in addition to people having children before married, like, Like, I'm like young people, they don't even like want to even almost even take relationships seriously to like their early 30s. I'm like, what is going on? This is, I mean, it's wonderful. But I'm like, well, how come we didn't learn these things? You know what I'm saying? They like, I don't even want to be in a serious relationship until I'm 35. Or something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: I think it's just because these kids, their eyes are getting open. I mean, even my youngest, he's 18 now. And, you know, mm. I've asked him, but, you know, I check in when we have these conversations, and just yeah. kind of baffles me that, um, you know, he's just not interested at all in dating. You know, and I, you know, I've asked him why and and not that I want him to date. Honestly, i am be honest with you. I mean, (laughs) the longer he can keep his innocence on that, the better. (laughs) But he, you know, he told me, he's like, I just don't feel like girls my age take it seriously. It's like they just want to be in a relationship to say they're Mm. in a relationship, but they don't really understand the importance of that, what it means. And, you know, I'm going to take that seriously and understand that. And I don't, you know, I don't want to just be messing around with somebody.
1: Yeah. So
0: thankfully at his age, he knows that. Thankfully. (laughs) So I think that's it too, is people don't understand the gravity of it. And also the thing is you're talking about taking two totally different souls and saying, okay, y'all got to, you know, coexist together forever in the same home and be on the same path and everything else and be able to know each other inside and out and be everything to each other. That's a tall order to ask of a person. Like, when there yeah. are people, and I can even throw myself into this where, hell, you might struggle just to keep yourself with yourself, okay? <laughs> <Right. laughs> so, <laughs> right. putting on an extra person in the mix who has their probably own baggage and things, that's a lot to ask and to think is going to last forever, that y'all are supposed to be happily ever after, you know? And the media doesn't help with that either, portraying that sort of stuff. I mean, I know now I think that you got more variations of relationships and everything. But back before, you know, when, and I were back in the day when we were coming up. You know, it's like everything you saw was, oh, the guy gets the girl and they live yeah. happily ever after. And that's how it goes. And it's like that is so rare and far yeah. from what yeah. truly happens with a lot of people.
1: Man, listen, man that that Disney that them Disney cartoons, them Disney movies.
0: Yes. Lifetime movies. Prince Charming's out there and shit, and it's like "Mm, I don't know. He might be a girl, but he might not be um built for the long haul. You know, that might be a seasonal lover. You got there, you know. You
1: you know it's it's so interesting you you bring up the media because and and that's something too. Like you know that. I, I want individuals to really hone in on is like how, how critical the media, um, is when it comes to, um, programming and conditioning and indoctrination. I'm like, it, re- it literally is a leg of, um, of the control mechanisms that civilization in particular, these modern civilizations use to control and manipulate, you know? absolutely, uh, and, um, you know without going super super deep into the media but people i want people i, I have cuz i because you know you and i have discussed you know the aspect of me being in media for a long time and like i want i i just want people to know like what comes along with that which is like ratings uh, so for example um been in radio for over 20 something years and you have something called arbitron and nielsen your most favorite wonderful news channel subscribes to Arbitra or Nielsen rather, probably more so Nielsen if it's TV anyways. So everything that you watch, everything that you hear is dictated by how can we induce or how can we extract whatever emotion out of somebody to gain the, the, the largest ratings, you know, mm-hmm. and that's where sensationalism shows up and sensationalism usually revolves around the core um, I call it call it kind of the trifecta of fear, um, sadness, and um, and anger, basically. those are the three that basically keep people's attention tuned in, you know, right? Um, you have that. you also have um, at, at its early origins of media, you also have also the inception of psycho um, uh, analytics, which is basically the origins of public relations, aka propaganda <laughs> yeah oh yeah big propaganda big propaganda so you know just keep in mind like when we're talking about media we're talking about um uh, conditioning and indoctrination like all these things go hand in hand you know whether it's that whether it's religion you know uh whether it's capitalism tradition, capitalism education um uh, uh, health practices all those things you know um, are used very very well to uh, um, interrupt, you know, your authenticity and, and absolutely. Were, we're connected to, and still are connected to, whether you believe believe it or not, or know it or not. But you know, um, a lot of us, most of us, um, I, I believe we are, or were connected to something very very uh, pure as it pertains to nature, as it pertains to spirit, and et cetera, et cetera. So. Yeah, those those things are those things are important when you're talking about conditioning, right?
0: Absolutely. It's like you said, I mean, so many things. You're pretty much, maybe without realizing it, pre-programmed mm-hmm. at birth. You don't even oh, realize yeah. it. Oh, yeah. And you don't yeah. know it because chances are your parents were programmed and then their parents and on and on. It's a long line of conditioning that has happened. And so all of these things are taught to you as this is normal. This is what you're supposed to do, such as the whole you grow up, for instance. What was that whole shit we were fed? You you leave high school, you go to college because you're going to get that good job. You go to college, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. and you go to college, you get that job. Then you find that one, that one you're going to be with because, you know, we got to be monogamous now. You know, we can't be playing no games about that. You better be Mm -hmm. monogamous, Mm -hmm, get married, mm -hmm. stay married. And fill the house up with the children, get that dog in the picket white fence and buy a house and all these things. The right? Them. Like this was the quote unquote, I guess, American dream kind mm-hmm. of scheme or the old one or American dream scam at this point, right? Oh yeah. I ain't mm-hmm. buy foreign no house like that now. But anyway, that's <laughs> like a whole nother conversation. Right. But that's the thing we were taught. And anything yeah. outside of that was frowned upon, it was discouraged. Anything that was outside of that quote unquote norm was a problem.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Big problem. Yeah. And,
0: and, you know, now I think a lot of people are seeing like, you know what, that might be for you, but that's not for me. And there's nothing wrong with that. As long as no one is getting hurt in the process, you know, like um, just going and swinging it back to the celebrity thing. Somebody else I was just thinking about just because I saw a picture. I said, damn, she is looking good after having them babies. Uh, right.
1: Rihanna. <laughs> <And> <laughs> right, that, you
0: know, Rihanna's had two kids, and she is not married.
1: That's beautiful, man. I love it. You know, love- it, you know, right.
0: they just rocking it out. Even um, you know, these are poor examples, but I'm gonna bring them up anyway. But even Kim Kardashian and Kanye West, they weren't married when they had their first child.
1: Yeah. So it's
0: just like, look at all these examples of people that are like, I'm not going to get, you know, feel like marriage is something I have to absolutely do. And I'll, and I'll also say too, when I look at, of course, myself, and Mm -hmm. I look at my circle of friends, a lot of my friends have been divorced, Mm
1: -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm.
0: or, you know, I think I only have maybe one or two friends right now, I can honestly say that are married and have been married for a while, but that's rare. A lot of them are either single or they're coupled but not married, or they're divorced and they just you know kicking it, or they just chilling on their own.
1: Right. You know. You know what? Also. You know, and that's that's another thing too. Like, as far as today is concerned, and quote unquote, yesterday, like, I think it was a a a little. It might have been, maybe maybe not either. You know, because we just never really know the statistics, the true statistics of all these things but let's just say that you know years ago like 80s, 70s, 60s and beyond that it was it, it it seemed like it was a little easier to to to, to do that union thing or whatever because you had so little to choose from and you didn't have a lot of options right you didn't you definitely didn't have media i mean we well, had media but oh, you i don't know
0: you didn't have dating apps
1: Right. You didn't have, yeah. You didn't yes. have the various type of dating apps. You, you know, we didn't, we, you have dating now, you can just hook up for sex now. I'm like, wait, what? Yes, which,
0: <laughs> which I read some time ago is part of this, you know, um, situation with the marriage thing. Because people are like, why do I got to get married to get some when right. I can do a couple swipes and bam, you know, I can right. have me some no strings fun tonight and not have to put a ring on it.
1: Right. Right. So when you think about, you know, back in the day where you was just you didn't have social media, may have had media, but maybe you didn't have like a lot of um, um, of extra programming like you have today. So you had your, you know, your family, your community, your village, whatever. And you had the people within your community and your village, especially if you was like in a small town or something like that. Right. Yeah. And, you know, because you had like-minded uh, principles and, Um, in a like-minded environment it was a little easier to to mesh those things together and last um, longer but today like you just have like you said the apps you have social media
0: (laughs) yes people sure are sneaking in those dms i've heard
1: oh yeah (laughs) okay
0: (laughs) like what i heard even on linkedin people hooking up on linkedin
1: I didn't even know that. I didn't yes, even know that. <laughs> I found this out like
0: a year ago because my friend said it happened to her where a couple of dudes were really like DM and trying to hook up. I was like, what? On LinkedIn? That is not professional. Excuse you.
1: <laughs> the DM, there's a DM LinkedIn. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, they got the, yeah, they
0: got the messaging and stuff. Yeah, connect. You can see what the person does. Yeah. Y'all connect together. You can talk to each other.
1: So, so, so that's so, like you said, this kind of goes back to when we were talking about like coming together as, um as one earlier, right so and, and this is interesting because I remember thinking about this like quite a number of years ago, and this is like probably right around the time when I may have only had maybe one ex fiance. <laughs> Because I always, I did, you know, like I always found marriage peculiar. I like, mm, it was like. It this is, is if
0: this, you think about it. It is strange. It, it is. It, I mean,
1: it it is because like, I'll get, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Right. It's, but I always found it peculiar. And it was like this thing that I was like, okay, well, because I was a Christian, you know, and or Baptist, whatever. And it was like, this is thing I have to do. And I don't want to go to hell. <laughs> so, right, right. So
0: I'm I'm going to do it. I'm going to try to save it myself, you know, so I get you.
1: Right. You know, but one time, Justine, I was sitting around thinking about this, this quote unquote, this merge that happens. And I'm like, two people, from a monogamous point of view anyways, two people come together and each individual is bringing like these variety of things and and the, the variety of, Uh, the variety bag (laughs) consists of your upbringing, you know, whatever conditioning and programming comes along with that, your religious background or spiritual background, you know, your identity. And I think there was another thing too, but I can't remember, but you know, you can call it environment or educational practice background and stuff like that. But I was like, All these—that's just you know—that's just five things, right? From for one person,
0: right? And that's a lot of things.
1: It is. That's That's a lot of work. And if you and if you like, you know, combine, like what what we could shorten right now and say options. Like now you got options, you know, because social media or media, or like I said, the apps or whatever, it it gives you so many options. So that'll be six. So you got all these Mm -hmm. things plus number six being options. And you somehow, some way are supposed to bring all these things together with one person and live happily ever after. Oh, and don't forget
0: the workplace because hell, that's the hunting ground too.
1: And the work right, and the workplace right. Yeah, you throw that in the option category.
0: <laughs> yeah, a lot of people having affairs on the job.
1: Yeah. So I it's had like, sex
0: on the job a couple times, but we won't talk about that. That's that not, not that kind of episode.
1: Oh wait a minute. Well, invite in me the past, back. <laughs> this was not recently. <laughs> invite, invite me back for that one. Then.
0: <laughs> and I was single in that time. I was single. Okay. All right, y'all, that concludes part one of this two-part episode of Marriage is Dead featuring my very special guest, Elrico Ghost Ramon. Tune back in for the second half on next Thursday at 12, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the OK Vibes blog. It's free at okvibes.wordpress.com and check me out on Instagram and or Twitter formerly known as Twitter. It is now called X. I have to keep remembering that. At Justine Monique, J-U-S-T-I-N-E, M-O-N-I-K-U-E. And check out Ghost. He's on Instagram at Multimonogamous. Check him out at Multimonogamous, M-U-L-T-I, M-O-N-O-G-O, or is it A-M-O-U-S? Y'all know I can't spell all the fucking time. (laughs) I'm sure you'll find him. And check the show notes for the link to that particular Instagram account for El Rico Ghost Ramon. Talk to y'all next Thursday. Bye.